Hello, and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we're able to start our day together in prayer. This is Wednesday, and we're in the third week of the Easter season. Easter is not just one day, but a season made up of a week of weeks. This week, we continue our reading in the Acts of the Apostles and witness what the Apostles did, filled with and led by the Holy Spirit in the amazing first decades of the Church. Please, along the way, feel free to send me an email with any kind of stories or insights, questions uh, that you uh, might have or that might arise uh, in our readings or reflections or even in our prayers this week. You can send them to me at pastorjim2006 at icloud.com. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Satisfy us in the morning with your steadfast love, O God, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Praise to the blessed and holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God who gives life, salvation, and resurrection. Alleluia. The Son of Righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Cub, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy for the, to the rock of our salvation. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. A reading from Acts chapter 9. Meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out threats and murder on the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and requested from him official letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that he could find people who belonged to the way, men and women alike, tie them up and bring them back to Jerusalem. While he was on his journey and was getting near to Damascus, suddenly a light from heaven shone around him. He fell on the ground and heard a voice speaking to him. Saul, Saul, said the voice, why are you persecuting me? Who are you, Lord? he asked. I am Jesus, he said, and you are persecuting me. But get up and go into the city, and it will be told you what you have to do. The men who were traveling with Saul stood speechless. They heard the voice, but couldn't see anybody. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he couldn't see anything. So they led him by the hand and took him to Damascus. He went for three days, being unable to see, and he neither ate nor drank. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. The Lord spoke to him in a vision. Ananias, he said, Here I am, Lord, he replied. Get up 
said the Lord to him, and go to the street called Straight. Inquire at the house of Judas for a man of Tarsus named Saul. Look, he's praying, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming and laying his hand on him so that he can see again. Well, Lord, replied Ananias, I have heard about this man from several people, all about how he's done wicked things to your holy people in Jerusalem. And now he's come here with authority from the chief priests to tie up everybody who calls on your name. Just go, replied the Lord. He is a chosen vessel for me to carry my name before nations and kings and the children of Israel too. I am going to show him how many things he is going to have to suffer for the sake of my name. So Ananias set off, went into the house and laid his hands on him. Brother Saul, he said, the Lord has sent me, yes, Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, so that you might be able to see again and receive the Holy Spirit. At once something like scales fell off his eyes, and he was able to see. He got up and was baptized. He had something to eat, and he regained his strength. Saul stayed with the disciples in Damascus for a few days. At once he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, This really is the Son of God. Everyone was astonished and said, Isn't this the man who caused havoc to those in Jerusalem who call on this name? And here he is, coming to tie them up and take them off to the high priests. But Saul grew all, all the stronger and threw the Jews in Damascus into confusion by demonstrating that Jesus is indeed the Messiah. After some days, the Jews made a plot to kill him. But Saul got wind of their plan. They were watching the city gates day and night so that they might do away with him. But the disciples took him by night and let him down through the wall, lowering him in a basket. When he got back to Jerusalem, he tried to join the disciples, but they were all afraid of him, not believing that he really was a disciple. But Barnabas took him, brought him to the apostles, and explained to them how he had seen the Lord on the road and that he had spoken to him and how in Damascus he had spoken boldly in the name of Jesus. He was with them in Jerusalem, coming and going and speaking boldly in the name of the Lord. He spoke as well to the Hellenists, who tried to kill him. But the family heard of it and took him down to Caesarea. Then they sent him off to Tarsus. So the church in all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria found itself at peace. It was, it was built up, it gained in numbers, living in the fear of the Lord and the comfort of the Holy Spirit. As Peter was going through various places among all the believers, he went down to God's people who lived in Lydda. There he found a paralyzed man named Aeneas, who had been confined to bed for eight years. Aeneas, Peter said to him, Jesus, the Messiah, heals you. Stand up and fold up your bed. And at once he stood up. Everyone who lived at Lydda in Sharon saw it, and they turned to the Lord. In Joppa, there was a disciple named Tabitha, whose name translates as Dorcas. She was full of good works and generous deeds. Around that time, she fell ill and died. They washed her and laid her in an upper room. Lydda is near Joppa, and the disciples, hearing that Peter was there, sent two men to him with an urgent request that he should not delay, but come to them at once. So Peter got up and went with them. When he arrived, they took him to the upper room, where all the widows were weeping. They showed him the tunics and the other clothes that Dorcas had made while she was with them. Peter requested them all to leave, 
Then he knelt down and he prayed and turned to the body. Tabitha, he said, get up. She opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. He gave her his hand and lifted her up. Then he called God's people, including the widows, and presented her alive. This became known throughout the whole of Joppa, and many believed in the Lord. Peter stayed on in Joppa for some days at the house of Simon the Tanner. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. When Jesus gathers his disciples right before his ascension, he tells them that they will be his witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. In the past couple of days, we have heard how the Holy Spirit has been growing, drawing the church dramatically outside of Jerusalem, in the surrounding villages of Judea, Galilee, and even Samaria, and even actually on to Ethiopia. And God now has a plan to extend the gospel all the way to Rome and beyond, and that plan begins with the conversion of Saul of Tarsus. Now, there's so much going on in Acts 9, but it is death and resurrection that could be called a theme that captures what the Spirit is doing here. First, Saul is knocked down by the vision of the risen Lord. His eyes are open, but he cannot see a thing. For three days, he's as good as dead, and then Ananias comes and lays his hands on him. Now, the scales fall from his eyes, and Saul sees again. That experience becomes part of Paul's witness. In his old life as a Pharisee, his eyes were open, but he could not see what was plainly before him in the scripture and how it spoke of Jesus, how Jesus must be crucified and rise again, how he truly is the Messiah, the Son of God and Lord. When this mystery or this secret is revealed to him, now he sees new. He rises from the waters of baptism and is made alive again in Christ. Already from the beginning, Saul is a gifted presenter of the gospel of Christ, able to weave convincing arguments that explain what God is doing in Christ and what it means for us, teaching how how God had set this apart for for, for centuries in bringing this uh, about uh, in Christ. Paul is also somewhat of a lightning rod. He barely escapes Damascus. The Jerusalem apostles are afraid of him. The Hellenists want to kill him. And it seems that only the encouraging Barnabas is his only champion, providing him at last an introduction to the Jerusalem uh, apostles. But as soon as Saul seems to appear... Now he is shipped off home to Tarsus until the time is right. It is comforting to think that even the Apostle Paul must wait for the Holy Spirit's timing, as eager or as talented as we might be. It is the Holy Spirit that is at work in this world and in us. The Spirit will call for Paul at the right time, and the world will be changed through the Holy Spirit at work through Paul. We often say it, and it's true. God has you where you are for a reason. But this morning, as we reflect on how the Holy Spirit is at work in the stories that we read, both in Saul and also in Ananias, and also in Barnabas, in leading Peter to to Aeneas, and then on to Tabitha's bedside, and into the cities of Lydda and Joppa, we might start to realize that there is more to God's purposes than we might first think. 
especially when we think only in terms of what is in this for me. God has you where you are for a reason, and one of those reasons is to bear witness to the gospel of Christ. The other is to strengthen and bless the life of Christ's church, the life of your sisters and brothers. And the last one is so that you can also learn and grow in your faith, develop the gifts that God has given you, increase in your own knowledge and fear of the Lord. So if you're asking yourself this morning, why me, why here, why now? Think about this kind of answer. For the sake of the gospel, for the life of the church, and then for your own personal growth in the love and peace of Christ. All of these at the same time, where you are right now. The truth of the matter is that someone you meet today needs what you have to give them in Christ, even if you think you're just cooling your heels back in your hometown. Ask Paul. Amen. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us, to show mercy to our forebears and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, and you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way, to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of your risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially this morning, we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for the refreshing rain that brings life to this world, for the new creation in Christ and all your gifts of healing and forgiveness and the gift of your Holy Spirit that brings life and refreshes our soul, for the gifts of relationship with others through which we learn your love, your grace, your mercy, for the communion of faith in your church. For what else are we thankful? Merciful God of might, renew this weary world. Heal the hurts of all your children and bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially today we pray for those who govern the nations of the world. For the people in countries ravaged by strife or warfare. For all who are at work for peace and international harmony. For all who strive to save the earth from carelessness and destruction. For the sick, 
the oppressed, the bereaved, for the church in Christ in every land. For what else and for who else do we pray this morning? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power, that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage. Hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil. Strengthen the faint-hearted. Support the weak. Help the afflicted. Honor all people. Love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.